Well, we, we, we're talking about the kingdom of God, and, and we've do, been doing through this series uh, teaching on it, which I've been having a lot of fun with it. I know Stephen has too. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come to an end here soon. It actually is going to, we're planning for it to come to an end. Everybody all right? Yeah. If you do need a water, it's in the little cooler behind the screen. Another quick thing about our service here, I think most of you know this, but I'll, I'll announce it anyway. Uh, I encourage involvement, audience, because you're not an audience, we're a part of the body. Body participation in, in what we do. If you have a question, raise your hand, I'll try to catch you. Uh, if you have a thought, raise your hand and I'll try to catch you and see if we can't share it, because I believe that that's what it's about. What's that? Yeah, that's okay. You may have a thought that you need to get straightened out, and this, sometimes this is a good place to get it straightened out. Leaven in the Bible, talking about leaven. Leaven is a part of the kingdom of God principle that, 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 that Jesus is wanting to teach us and show us. And this is a fun little uh, illustration. I, I want to look into this because it, it kind of has some different meanings. And, and, and I want us to, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to, as much as possible, understand and receive that which God wants us to understand and receive about when Jesus is teaching about the kingdom. You know, Jesus came teaching about the kingdom, displaying the kingdom power, because he said that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, just talk, but of power. So, so he brought the power of God. He also taught. He showed. He displayed. He lived in front of his people, which I encourage you guys, if you haven't started watching the chosen, watch it, because you'll get a, a, another picture of how what Jesus taught and brought to our people, to us. So as he's, he's, he's uh, teaching us about the kingdom, he goes, he goes full spectrum from, from tiny little things that he uses as an illustration to, to massive understandings, to, the, to these understandings of what the coming kingdom is going to be like. And I like that, and we're going to get into that in a few weeks, because and we'll, it'll culminate this teaching on the kingdom uh, is because is he did talk about that. What the coming age of his kingdom is going to look like. How it's going to come about. And he gave us some pretty clear pictures of how that can come about. So I want us to get into that. But we're not going to, we're going to talk about leaven today. Or yeast. What's another word for leaven? Yeast. Correct? Um, I think it's kind of interesting, a little bit funny that Jesus says, he talks about, he says, the kingdom of, the kingdom of heaven is like a, a woman who sows leaven into three measures of flour. It's, uh, uh, don't pull it up yet because I want to talk about something. I'm wondering what that, how that was received to the crowd, to the people he was teaching there. Because simply because, you know, this was, a, this was a people group, if you will, that was, that was anticipating God's kingdom coming to this world that was in total disarray. I mean, th this world that, that they were living in was under tyrannical rule of Roman government, and they, they wanted, they were looking for a king, a coming king to conquer and do away with this tyrannical rule and save them, rescue them, pull them out of there, and, and come and fight for them. And he says it's like leaven like a mustard seed. These tiny little things, and they're looking like, shouldn't it be like an army? 
I mean, that's how I would, I would have been thinking. Like, shouldn't it be like a, 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 just a, a, an opposing army against all that is evil coming in and destroying all that is evil and fixing all that is wrong and making it all right? If I was going to teach about it, that's what I would have taught. Hello? Anybody else? Do you catch yourself thinking that and teaching in, in, in these day and age, in, in this day? Do you? I, uh, how many conversations do you get into with folks that, uh, you know, you don't have to go far. You just say, yeah, you know, gosh, can't breathe. Ah, oh, fires. Ah, oh, let's blame it on the government. Ah, oh, let's do this. Ah, oh, man, there's stuff over here. And we, and we just start, we get into, oh, and, and we can only say, well, it's, until Jesus comes back, it's, it's, it's a mess. He's going to fix it all. Have, have you said that? Yeah. Right? So, so we're, we aren't too different than this people group that, that Jesus came to because we're saying the same thing. When Jesus comes back, he's going to fix it all. Right? And we know that to be true, but we don't know exactly how and how that's going to take place. But we know that we're here now. We're here now. And he called us to be certain things in this here and now. And so a couple of things that Levin in the Bible, gosh, I got loud right away. Sorry about that. I did. I just realized I have a microphone. We are warned in the Bible against certain leavens that Jesus teaches about. Paul even refers to leaven in the Bible as a, a, a warning. In Luke 12, 1, he says he warns us against the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Straight up. I love it when the Bible just says, which is. So we really have no guessing here, right? Which is hypocrisy. We could even refer to it as religious hypocrisy, which is a very tricky leaven to, that he's warning us against because hypocrisy cloaks itself in this religious self-righteousness. And when it cloaks itself in this religious self-righteousness, it makes it look like it is actually doing all the right things, but inside the heart there's evil and there's wickedness and selfishness and greed and lust that's going on in there, and yet they hide it, we hide it, and we cloak it with, and how do we, how do we usually cloak it? I'm going to give you a little insight, and if you probably don't already know this, most of you probably already do. How do you hide religious hypocrisy? You look at others. Just spend looking at time looking at others. See, if I can point out all of your faults, you won't see mine. If I can pass judgment on you, you won't judge me. Because I've judged you first, right? So religious hypocrisy always has within it a fruit of condemnation and judgment. Looking at others as opposed to looking at yourself. I mean, it really is it's quite simple, but yet at the same time, it's kind of complex because we, it gets, it gets, it's one of those issues that is sometimes easy to identify in others and really hard to recognize in yourself. So he says, he warns us against it. And it's a leaven that works from within. It's a leaven. So we're going to talk about leaven after a little bit, but... Uh, he also warned us against the leaven of Herod in Mark 8, 15. 
And this is an interesting one simply because that seems like, well, what, what is that all about? The Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Um, the leaven of, of Herod or the inner workings of Herod, which Herod was the, the political leader of that area of that day. So it really comes down to this, and it's, I believe it's this, and this is, if, you, if, I, if I say this correctly, you'll understand it is very real political divisiveness the leaven of Herod is political divisiveness um, and it's very real and very apparent in our day hello right if we don't see it and identify it as that's a problem because it's not the kingdom of God and yet we we seem to want to make it to where if you if you, if you think like me, then you belong to me. If you don't, then you don't. Remember J James and John, sons of thunder, they, were, they came to Jesus one time and they said, Hey, Jesus, Jesus, we're your close disciples. You chose us. They, they didn't actually say that, but they, I know that's what they, they're thinking. You chose us to follow you. There's these people over there. They're opposing you and us. There's these people over there. They're against you and us. Jesus, I know you got this power because I've seen you work it. Jesus, would you just take, let, let us, let us have the power to strike them with lightning and do away with them. That would solve all of your problems, Jesus. Let us have the power to disseminate them, disintegrate them. Come on, you could do it, Jesus. You guys remember that little incident? Of course, I reenacted a little bit with some theater, but I believe it was there. And Jesus said something to them that was very clear. And he said, and I love this about what he said. He said, sons of thunder, <laughs> you have no idea what kind of spirit that you're entertaining there. And it's not of me. And it's not of God push it away. It was a leaven of Herod. It was a political divisiveness. They're not with us, so therefore let's do away with them. And that's scary because it's really real. And I see it as really problematic in the church today. That's why I believe that God has, has established us as a, as a body of believers, a church here in this community that is God open arms to anybody and everybody. It doesn't mean that we are uh, that we're, we're we're condoning sin and sinful life. That's not it. It's not it at all. It's that we know that we are all subject and capable of sin, and we all need Jesus. And whether your political view is different than mine or not, that doesn't really matter. You need Jesus. That's why it's really important for me to under, and for us to portray this and to live this out in front of people that we love everyone. It still is the very most truthful, true scripture in the Bible. I just said a whole bunch of words that are saying, I love this verse, for God so loved the world that whosoever, whosoever, that still is my, 
I keep saying it. Sorry if I say it too many times. It's my favorite word in the Bible. Whosoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever believes in me, that's all it is. Doesn't think like the rest of you. Doesn't have to, it's whosoever believes in me. And let God deal with the person. Let me ask you something. Just a quick question. This is just to take it a little deeper. When you asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, you, you, you became a Christian. Did all of a sudden your thinking get just like, boom, snap straight? Like, whoop, I'm on, I got it now. Did it? I just hope no, because it still isn't. We're still working on it, right? Hello? We are still working on getting our thinking right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So beware of the leaven of Herod. Don't be divisive. We're, we're also warned of the leaven of the Sadducees, which kind of falls into, that's in uh, Matthew 16, 6. Some of these kind of like inter, 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 uh, interlap uh, or, or interwoven within, within each other, these leavens. And this is, um, it's a leaven that has, in this, I'll say these words because it's, it's actually describing also our day today. Jesus was relevant in his day and he's relevant today. It's the arid rationalization of liberalism. See, now I just said, do not divide with political divisiveness. But now here is a leaven that is an arid rationalizing of liberalism. Have you ever gotten into a conversation with a... Yes. Well, there you go. No, no, it was, they were the, they were the liberal sect of religious leaders. Um, and yeah, 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 there, there wasn't a, yeah, hello, I don't know if you guys realize this, America's only been around for a couple hundred years. The Bible was written a couple thousand years ago. So, so please don't make it Democrat or Republican. That's not it at all. It's a mindset and it's an idealism. And this rationalization of liberalism, is, it takes place in a way that actually says, it, you get into these conversations, if you haven't gotten into conversation with a, a, a liberal, I encourage you to do it. Just, it, 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 it's enlightening, but at the same time, it's a little bit uh, uh, scary because there's, there's everything that is said, and when I say this, Everything that the, is, is, has, is received and believed is, is rationalized as it makes perfect logical sense. There's nothing wrong with making logical sense. But when it, when it pushes aside all, all opportunity for God to intervene with his power by faith in a human being's life, including mine and theirs, then it pushes that aside and says, no, this is what makes sense. This is what will fix the world. And we know what will fix the world. It's Jesus. It still is Jesus. It always has been Jesus, and it always will be Jesus. We know that. Hello? So, so this leaven of, it's, uh, how do I say it, rationalizing of liberalism. Look into it. It's really deep. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that because it's, it's uh, but that's what it is. And Jesus said to beware of it. 
There's, and then Paul also refers to a leaven in First uh, Corinthians chapter five, verse six and seven. This is what he he's confronting an issue in the church in Corinth at the time, where a man has his is it his father's wife? Yes, a man takes his father's wife in front of everybody. And Paul says, this should offend you. This should bother you. It's so much so that this isn't even done amongst pagans. And yet, this is done right in the middle of church. And he says this. He says that, well, there you go. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven. That you may be a new lump. How about that? I kind of like that. I'll just leave it there. But as you really are unleavened, for Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. A new lump as opposed to an old lump. So this, this the dangers of allowing sexual promiscu- promiscuity to settle in and corrupt many in the church. He says that's a leaven that leavens the whole lump. I've seen and I know churches that are... Um, They were founded in promiscuity. They were, uh, and it's never left. And it's sad because I've seen it and it corrupts many. Many go in with healthy whole marriages into these churches and they come out broken, corrupted. Jesus uses leaven to illustrate a kingdom principle. But we also know, listen to this, we also know that unforgiveness and bitterness are agents, because leaven is an agent, that spread and corrupt many. Bitterness and unforgiveness will spread and corrupt many. I'm going to wait for the train to go by. So in Matthew 13, 33, pull that up, Michael. This is the actual verse that that we're referring to. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like, Jesus, Jesus also used this illustration, the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast or leaven that a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Now, when you first read this without doing any um, uh, biblical research, how much can you guess is three measures of dough? It sounds like maybe three loaves of bread, but that is not what it actually is. Three measures of dough is actually about, about 50 pounds of bread. So it's an enormous amount. It's a lot of bread, and it just takes a tiny bit of leaven to impact and permeate an enormous amount, and that's what he's referring to. That's the kingdom principle, is that it just takes a little bit of God to make a big difference. I just heard something from back here. It just takes a little bit of God to make a big difference. There you go. Man, it didn't, man you didn't even make me cue you up. You just did it on your own, all by yourselves. Three measures is a lot. There's a story that happens in the Bible. This isn't the first time that this actually, this, this phrase has, it, that has been used. You guys remember the time when Abraham and Sarah, they were barren, have no children. This was after, Jesus, after 
an angel came to Abraham and said, you will be, you'll, your inheritance will be like the stars in the sky and the sand in the sea. And he says, all right, woohoo, I'll follow you. And he goes and he leaves and he follows. And years, years, years later, there's still not a one kid. So then this, he gets this visit in, in Genesis chapter 18, which we're actually listening to. The, where's, where's Hunter? There, hey, there you are. You're awake. Good job, buddy. We're listening to Genesis on the way to school. That's where he wanted to start this year. So that's good. We're going to go through Genesis. But in Genesis 18, this incident happens where, where these angels, they come and they, they visit Abraham and Sarah. And, and, what's, and, and this is, I, I think this is kind of a little bit funny. Abraham ran back to the tent and said, Sarah, hurry, get three large measure, measures of your best flour kneaded in a dough. Bake some. Did you realize what he just said? Hey, bake 50 pounds of bread for these visitors. Like, right now. Do you see why, do you see why this is a little side note? Sarah has been noted as a beautiful woman of God because of her inner peace and submission to her husband. That's crazy. If I asked my wife to go make 50 pounds of bread like right now, she'd be like, uh, why don't you go buy 50 pounds of bread? Right? And it's not because she's not submissive. It's because that's like a ridiculous request. But she does it. But then he goes off and he does even, gets even worse. He goes, well, because he says, I'm going to make you guys a meal. Just sit here and wait. I mean, 50 pounds of bread. Knead it and bake it into bread. Sit here and wait. This wasn't no Taco Bell, right? Or Burger King fast food. This was like they were waiting and waiting. And then he goes and he kills this fattened calf. Slaughters it right then and there. Barbecues it up throw some butter on it, and he said, basically, like, I don't know if he was thinking about, like, giving these angels a heart attack or something, but this was like, it's going to make some, some, some brisket ribeye tri-tip sandwiches for these guys. Like, for an army, though, three measures of bread feeds approximately a good meal to 100 people. That's awesome, and I don't know if the numbers, when we start looking at, like, the how this translates into so many different things of the Bible that, that we get to see. You know, Jesus, when he talks about the, uh, um, the seed that's planted and, and it produces, uh, in, the, in the good soil, it produces 30, 60, 100 times. This is awesome. I think this is like fantastic stuff that we're seeing that Jesus isn't just like pulling stuff out of the air. He's deliberately and intentionally teaching us kingdom principles. So let me ask you, then let's just talk about it for a second. You guys still with me, right? Sweet, sweet. What is leaven and how does it work? Anybody take biology in class or science or, or I don't know if that would be a food class, huh? I guess. I didn't take home ec in, in, in school. That's okay. I married a really, really smart woman that knows how to cook well. How does leaven, what is leaven and how does it work? Well, yeast and leaven is the same thing. Expand. It, Blake said it clo closer to, but do you know what leaven actually is? Yeah, it's a fungus. Did you know that? It's a fungus. 
the kingdom of heaven is like a fungus. Oh, it, so, so it actually makes stuff taste good. Okay. It's an interesting little illustration that I think Jesus chose to use. I think simply because what it actually does, it's, a, it's an agent that causes growth. Do you guys, and I'll talk about more of it because this is, this is our subject today, and I think it's pretty fun. First, let me, let me, here's some little information. Hunter, Carson, boys over there in high school, if you didn't know this already, boys, well, not all of you are in high school, right? Some of you graduated. In 1857, French microbiologist Louis Pasteur, right? You guys know that name? The name sounds familiar. Showed that bubbling oxygen into the yeast broth, which cell growth then could be increased, but fermentation was inhibited. An observation that an ob observation in a study that we later has called the Pasteur effect, which is now what we refer to as pasteurization, which we use chemicals now for that. That's why nursing moms cannot use drink and eat pasteurized food because of all the nice, wonderful chemicals that we use to do this. Basically, it also brings about, it, it, it allows it, it gives, brings about a, a preserving because it causes it to not ferment instead. So, so this, this thing that we use that is, that, that leaven is like impacting and it's working in our system See, leaven always and it always has for thousands of years represented potency and growth. Um, I think it's kind of neat. I was talking to my mom about she, she used to have a sourdough start, starter. You guys understand what a sourdough starter is? It's this lump of bread. Now my sister Heather has the sourdough starter. She, I asked her, it's like, well, where's yours? She goes, well... I left for Florida, and Mike couldn't take care of it, so it died. So she, I don't know, how, like, okay, I don't, I don't understand that, but all right, whatever. But, but here's what, it, what happens with a sourdough starter is you got to take, oh, I even brought something today. This is cool. You got to take this lump. This is not sourdough, by the way. It's pizza dough. But it's good to understand, so, and it's going to be messy, but that's all right. You take a small piece of the lump, see, as I, I should have set this out earlier, and then you hide this, you, you, you put it in a, a sealed, cooled container, and then that will then, you could take this lump and work it into the next lump of dough, and then therefore you have what is called sourdough bread, and you can continue this sourdough starter uh, working in lumps of bread for basically as long as you keep it. You know that the, the longest noted sourdough starter that is still in existence today is 122 years. That's what Google told me. So I'm sure he's not lying. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a, a few generations, right? 
So how does this work? It's, it's, here's, this is what's awesome about as Jesus is teaching us this. Leaven represents potency and growth. But the growth of what? Because now we got into these, oh, I, I, just, I, I just shared with you all the warnings against the leavening or the allowing of leaven to work inside of us. Pharisees, Sadducees, Herod, uh, sexual uh, promiscuity, um, e- even, even, even bitterness and, and unforgiveness. These are all leavens that work inside of us. And as they work inside of us, they, they work their way out and they impact. They have a, a, a potency to grow in others. Hello? That's why he's warning us against it. Because he's saying, you have the capability of impacting others for either good or bad. And that's what we need to understand. You know, the Israelites, remember when God pulled them out of Egypt. He rescued them, pulled them out of Egypt. They weren't allowed to take any of the leavened bread from Egypt. He said, leave it all behind. Leave all the leavened bread behind. Isn't that awesome? Because he wanted them to get a picture that that which you bring out of Egypt, if you're not careful, if you bring it out with you, you will just simply become another Egypt. And he's calling us as Christians and he's calling us as and he called the Israelites to come out of Egypt and be my people. Don't be just another people that's living over here doing the same thing that you did over there. Wow. Did you hear that? Don't be another people that's just living over here doing the same thing that you did over there. That sounded better the first time. But here's what he's telling us. And then this was what's really interesting. I don't know if you noted this or not. Or know this. Uh, this is, uh, is as they wandered in the desert for 40 years, they weren't allowed to eat leavened bread. God said, no, just as you celebrate the feast, no leaven. No leaven. I mean, I mean unleavened bread is, is you know, it's like, it's like a, a wafer, a cracker, a tortilla or something. You know, I'm sure they found ways to make it taste good. You know, kind of like when they, had to, when they ate the manna. You know, they added certain spices to make it, to flavor it up. But do you know what happened when they got into the promised land? This is really great. And I love this because Jesus knows this. Jesus knows this. When they got into the promised land, he said, now go celebrate and make leavened bread. But that leavened bread is to be thankful for where I brought you, that I have now brought you into something that's great and glorious and beyond your doing. And this leavened bread is a a leaven of thankfulness and gratitude and worship and praise and honor that I've called you to be. So he's saying, don't allow all the stuff that leavens you, that, that, that grows inside you. Get rid of all that and let me grow inside you. That's awesome. Do you see that picture? And that's what Jesus is painting for us in this simple little one-verse parable. I love it. I love it. It's potent. Leaven or yeast is potent whether for good or for bad. Amen? This process...
Cool. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, that makes total sense. I get that now. Thank you. I didn't know that. He said that that the 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 uniqueness of sourdough bread is that it's it's unique to its specific area. Almost its its culture, if you will. It starts making sense, doesn't it? Where the Bible says stuff, you know, to be to not to be conformed to the pattern of this world. Don't allow that leaven to, to pattern you and structure you to go this way or that, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that, that is a, a new leaven that's to work inside of you, from within you and out of you. <laughs> like my, my granddaughter, Evie. <laughs> I just think of that every now and then. Leaven represents potency and growth. But the, so it's the growth that God is wanting to bring inside of us that he says is going to happen. This process of leavening is, is mysterious. It really is. But here's something that's interesting about leaven that, I, that we also need to note. All in this little parable, it's impossible to remove. You cannot unleaven leavened bread cannot remove it. Did you know that? Now, 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 now you can thwart it, quench it, stick it in the freezer, and it'll stop its potency. It'll stop working. Seal it up. Seal it up so that no air gets to it stick it in the freezer and it stops growing so it requires nurturing so that's why my mom said that Mike killed the sourdough <laughs> that's pretty impressive amen see I didn't know that either that's good stuff you guys are helping me out Oh, really? <laughs> See, here's what, you know, Jesus taught, teaches a story about the seeds that fall on these. See, birds can come and pick the seeds of, off the, the path, right? But the leaven cannot be picked out. It cannot be removed. This is really good news, guys. This is really good news. I want us to, be, to receive this part now as the really good news that we're going forward with. This kingdom principle of the leaven leavening the lump, which is you and I, yes, we're lumps, is irrevocable, is irrevocable. As we receive the grace of God and the, the saving and, and get saved, just simply say yes to Jesus and allow His Spirit to work inside of us, nothing can take it from you. No thing. Neither height, nor depth, nor angels, or demons, or man, or anything that we can come up with can remove the leaven. Because it's God inside of us. It's done. It's done. The only thing that is required is nurturing in time. So we just continue this walk by faith. God is moving and cannot be stopped. Hello? 
God is moving and cannot be stopped. Yes, there is a lot of... You know, <laughs> I read an article just this morning and I, it just like ran across one of my emails and it's... It had good news in it, but it was basically saying ISIS has won. ISIS has won. The Taliban has, is victorious. And part of me is like instant, like, oh, anguish and fear and, and upset. And, and, then, and then God was reminding me constantly, <laughs> reminding me of this, of what he told Peter. What did he tell Peter? The gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. My kingdom is come. Amen. Amen. And my church is built on me, the rock, the solid rock. Nothing can shake it. Nothing can disturb it. It is going to continue on. Hallelujah. And that is glorious. That is good news. Yes, the world is in disarray, but the gates of hell shall not prevail. His church is moving. God is moving in His people. And the leaven, the lump is leavened. The lump is leavened. Amen? Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you that as I have asked God to let me leave California, God said, really? Really? You're going you're gonna to run? You're going to run, Jonah? How's that going to work out? It's not going to work out for you very well. Stay planted where I planted you. Stay put where I placed you and do the work I've called you to do. And that's exactly what ha is happening in places in this country that in, in this world, God's kingdom is working. He is moving. The lump is leavened and it's working. And it's doing marvelous things by the Spirit of God. So here's how it works. Ah. Leaven works by releasing carbon dioxide into the loaf. It's got to be worked into it. It's got to be worked into it to where it's released. Carbon dioxide. You know what carbon dioxide is? It's air. 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 The breath of God. <sighs> working into us. Thousands of little pockets of air working into the lump. So much so that it's, this, it, 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 it's taking on another form. A new, it's becoming a new creation. It's as though... Jesus painted this really awesome, deep picture in one verse over this simple illustration that said, I will come into you and mold you into a new creation. And this new creation will have an impact that it will far reach anything. You won't be this flat cracker anymore. You're going to be an a, a airy, Productive loaf that will feed hundreds and help many. There's a lot to it, isn't there? But we know that from Scripture that 
God refers to himself as the master potter and as, uh, us as the clay. And it's as though he's like, oh. <clears throat> Do you feel like that sometimes? Yeah. But what's happening there? What's happening there? God is doing stuff. He's permeating every fiber of you. But that's what's required to get to every fiber of you. Is you got to get into the hands of God and let Him work you, let Him mold you, let Him shape you. You can almost say, and you can, I think, easily say, we could take this to another level by saying that bread that has risen is bread that is filled with the Holy Spirit. You as a child of God, as God raises you, develops you, grows you, it's by the Spirit of God inside of you. Amen? Amen. I love this. I love that Jesus uses this simple illustration. Simple, so simple, and yet so deep, to give us a clear picture of the kingdom of God working in our lives and in the world in which we live. That's encouraging. Hello? That's really encouraging. I believe he's showing us, I wrote down five things, and there's probably more. In fact, I know there's more because some of you have alluded to it, God doing it requiring more for this to actually like being baked in the oven, being nurtured and worked. But these five I wrote down, his kingdom is alive. His kingdom is alive. Because you know what fungus is? It's a live culture. It's not a dead organism. His kingdom is alive. Hello? Hallelujah. His kingdom is unstoppable. Once it's leavened, you can't get it out. We are here to stay until Jesus brings us back to his glory. And even that's, we'll talk about that later. That's another teaching on the kingdom. But his kingdom is unstoppable. The gates of hell will not prevail. Amen? Number three, his kingdom is invasive invasive, reaching all. That means all parts of you and all parts of this world. His kingdom is invasive. He doesn't need a U2 plane to see what's going on. He doesn't need to spy on your iPhone devices to see what you're saying or see what's going on in your life. He's in everything, and he knows what's going on inside of you. But that invasiveness of his kingdom is a good thing. Don't receive that as a bad thing. Know that he is for you in that invasiveness. If he's working through every nook and cranny of you as the lump, it's to get the stuff out that doesn't belong so that you can be a healthy, effective, fruit-producing Lump of bread. That just didn't make sense, but you guys got it. His kingdom is constantly growing. Number four, his kingdom is constantly growing. Always growing. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
And this is, this is great too. I love this. And this is a part that I, I think is pretty cool. His kingdom chooses, chooses to work in and through you, his subjects. Because you see, leaven or yeast by itself is just a stinky fungus. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that the kingdom of God is a stinky fungus. But what, it's, what, it's requ- what is required for it to be the, the effective agent is a lump of dough. And it chooses to use you. Chooses to invade you. Chooses to be alive in you. Chooses to grow in you. That's awesome. So does God need you? No. But he sure does choose you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your love for us. That's above and beyond what we could even ask or imagine. Thank you that your grace reaches reaches me. It doesn't matter how far I go, how far I stray, how far I push you away, your grace comes after me. Comes after each and every one of us with the love of Jesus. It says, I I want you, I receive you, I accept you as my son, as my daughter, and I invite you into my kingdom. And I invite you to belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so with that, we say yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, to your invitation. Yes, Jesus, to who you've called us to be. And we align ourselves and we, we allow you to just work in us, leaven us, so that we could grow, be effective, And in turn, spread your kingdom. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, for your glory. Amen. Amen.